Hello and welcome to We Are Marvel, where we explore all the corners of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and we are the official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Go give them a follow. As Justin would say, mm, today. I'm one of your hosts. My name is Jeremy. I'm your other host. My name is Justin, and I don't feel like that's what I would say <laughs> at all. I can put in a clip right here <laughs> of you saying it. <laughs> Do it. I don't oh, you, please I don't remember, don't Jeremy, have, to put that in. I don't in think in you post. have the energy or wherewithal to actually remember to do that. So I'm going to say I don't no. ever say that. Energy, maybe not. Wherewithal, <laughs> yeah, just to spite you. <laughs> the remembering it, probably not. See, Because this is the beginning of the show, and we're going to record for hour-ish, we'll say. Yeah. And I'm probably not going to record this or edit this today. So, yeah, I'm going to forget. Yeah. And I was going to so say, anyone out there listening can remind me, but <laughs> yes, if I didn't actually, if I didn't put that in, if someone could email me, I will email you back a clip yeah. of Justin saying, okay, uh, today. I look forward to none of that happening. <laughs> <laughs> we are marvelpod at gmail.com if you want to. Though. The official podcast of the We Are Marvel Facebook group. Go check them out today. All right. Yeah. Um, we're today going to talk about. Actually, before that, I want to say thank you everyone for joining us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we I know we do this all the time, and then Justin just nonchalantly. Mm-hmm, anyways, <laughs> <laughs> but we do appreciate it. Justin might not show it the right way, but yeah, we thank we thank you guys for joining us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, it's super great. I don't know how many listens we have, but uh, every single one matters, and it's yeah. You know, we don't like each other that much, so it's because of you guys that you know keep us going and make us want to keep doing this. So, grazie. Bingo, bingo. He said it. All right. I haven't watched Solar but, uh, guys know in a while. I feel like I should watch it again. I don't know if I've ever seen it. Oh, where'd you get Bingo Bingo from? <laughs> it's, I mean, is it that strange of a saying? No, I guess not. It's just... <laughs> it's not like it's some deep cut from the movie. No, it's its the catchphrase of Fun Bucket, obviously. You could be making this up right now, and I have no idea. Because it honestly sounds like you are. <laughs> Imagine you know someone you, like myself you know you that hasn't know? seen it. You watch the fucking oh, yeah. show. Like, I've been telling you for, like, three years now. Watch, watch the show. It's great. I doubt that. What show is it again? Solar Opposites. From the people that do Rick and Morty. It's on Hulu. Oh. Actually, you know what? I think I did start that. Yeah. And I think it was, like, a little too far out there for me at the time. Mm-hmm. Well, now that you spent <laughs> that first... more time with me, give it a try. Thank me later. <laughs> I don't know if that's helpful. Anyways, as you see from the title, we are going mm-hmm. to be doing our Eternals review. Woo! Now, this isn't the normal deep dive into the movie like we normally do. We'll do that later this year, probably. Yeah, next probably year. This year. Next, next year. year, you think? I know. Yeah. No, actually, yeah, you're right. <laughs> doing the math and adding up months and how many movies we have left. Yeah. He's right. I know. I've, I, I have a schedule. I know. I, I think it'll probably be... February or March of next year would be when we okay. revisit this, which is good because right. it gives us time for you to forget what we're saying now so we can say it again. Yes. 
That's Unless what I'm listening like in the future and you're just p- pounding through these things. Mm-hmm. Oh man. That's what I'm going to do. Once we quit, <laughs> listen to them all in one day. <laughs> I hope there's more than that. Yeah. How would you do that in one day? There's already more than that. I'll li- <laughs> you stop it. I'll listen to several of them at once. Like I like it. All right. I am interested well, we to see. You got two ears though, for a reason. What? Because, you know, we're doing all this phase four stuff now. I don't know how we're going to handle the Disney Plus stuff when we get into phase four. But mm. I'll be interested to see if our opinions change. Because, like, I've watched this movie. It came out on Disney Plus exactly one week ago today. I've watched it three times. Like, boom, Whoa. boom. And it's not a short movie, like, at all. So I mean, no, you have no, to it is not. you have to carve out some time, and I love it. Like, I don't know if we're on our our overall thoughts or not, but I I don't understand the vitriol against this fucking movie. Like, it's it's not their best thing ever, but the more I watch it, the more I love it. And if you know Eternals, and if you go back and listen to our Eternals explaining episode, which you should, that it's what it is. Like. I don't know. We'll get into it more, yeah. but yes, I love it. we will. Awesome. Okay. There you go. All right. So let's, we're just going to jump right into this. Um, here we go. So Eternals. Following the events of Avengers Endgame in 2019, an unexpected tragedy forces the Eternals, ancient aliens who have been living on Earth in secret for thousands of years, out of the shadows to reunite against mankind's, mankind's most ancient enemy, the Deviants. Yeah, I think that works pretty good. Yeah. There's, you know, obviously a lot more to it. But that's pretty just. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by uh, Chloe is it Zhao. Yeah, I think so. Z H A O, Chloe Zhao. Uh, screenplay by Chloe Zhao, Patrick Burley, Ryan Furpo, and Kaz Furpo. And it is starring Gemma Chan, Richard Madden, Kumail Nanjiani, Leah McHugh, Brian Tyree Henry, Lauren Ridloff, Barry. Keoghan, Dom Lee, Harish Patel, Kit Harrington, Selma Hayek, and Angelina Jolie. Had a budget of $200 million, and in the box office, it made about $401.9 million. Which, for COVID numbers, even just regular numbers, that's not bad. Yeah, no, not bad at all. Yeah. Mm. I agree. Yeah. Um, so that's really all we're going to get into as far mm. as... Aside from our thoughts on this movie. Sure. So yeah, now... No, that's um, it. We're done. I said my piece. Yeah. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. Civil War next I time. I enjoyed it. <laughs> the end. See you next time. Thank you guys for listening. We really do appreciate it. Yeah. If you want to get a hold of us, you could... No. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. So, so we'll just get into a little bit of... Uh, you want to continue on on your thoughts or do you want me to jump in and you can... Oh, well, you can go ahead. Okay. Um, so my kind of overall thoughts in this movie is I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it even more in my second viewing. Um... I don't know if it was just because I, I knew what happened, and so then seeing the other the things that were kind of already hinted at and stuff, I've noticed more, or, or I don't know what it was, but I really just really enjoyed it more in the second viewing. Um, I think it's a really good movie. Like Justin said, it's not Marvel's best movie. It's not like this is this is a must-watch Marvel movie, but I do think that you should watch this movie. And I think it's it's going to pay off later on with with where it's going to go and even just this one alone i really enjoyed it for them to be able to fit was it 10 characters in Mm -hmm. and and you care about most if not all of them like it's impressive and it was a really great story i think Mm -hmm. 
That's the thing. I mean, even on my third viewing, I'm like, I want to watch this again. Like, if we hadn't been doing this, I was going to watch Mm -hmm. it tonight in prep to do this. And even depending on when this stops, I might still watch it tonight because it's just great. Mm -hmm. Like, there you go. Everything. It's weird because I didn't see it in theaters because of Mm -hmm. the stuff, but. I had most of the big things of this movie spoiled for me, like opening weekend, because oh, of no. news sites, because of dickheads at work, because of just whatever. And so I went into the first viewing, like with that in my head, and then I got interrupted a lot having to do dinner stuff and other shit. And like, but so I, when I watched it the first time, I was like, I like it, but I don't love it. And then yeah. I saw it a second time. I was like, I love this movie. This is really yeah. great. And I can't wait to watch it again. And like I said, I've watched it three times in a week and want to watch it again yeah. tonight. <laughs> it's it's nice. everything. It's not as mind-blowingly, holy shit, this is changing my worldview as I was kind of hoping. But I think I set right. myself up for failure there. Okay. But it's exactly what it should be. And going back to, like, when the first Captain America movie came out, someone said to me that they didn't like it. And after I punched him in the face, I thought about it. And I was like, you know, not every comic book is for everybody. Not every, not everybody is going to like every kind of story. And so the best I can hope for is that these movies are what they're supposed to be. And Eternals is what an Eternals movie should be. Yeah, I I think that might be one of the big things. I think a lot of people were expecting this huge movie, mind blowing movie like like Endgame, and and it's not like Endgame had years and and dozens of dozens of dozens of movies, at least yeah, a couple dozen movies to build up to this mm-hmm. to this big culmination movie. Like, and this isn't it. You just because yeah, there's big names and there's. 10 different characters in this it doesn't mean it's going to be this huge episodic movie that is going to be so groundbreaking like you said it is what it is it's the story of the eternals it's the introduction of them a little bit of, of what they've done and and now where they are now like it's it's it is it is what it's supposed to be it's yeah an and the other thing movie. is it's not a typical marvel movie it's not popcorn yeah. dumb fun like true i was saying this to someone at work the other day it's like in all reality, most of these movies are just dumb popcorn fun. I'm willing to admit that. We dig deep into them because that's what we do. That's what we love. And there are deeper layers there if you want to find them. Even in Thor The Dark World. Go listen to that. <laughs> yeah. But this is serious. This is dramatic. This is very... It's not a typical comic book movie. Like, I don't know if I have it in my notes, but Crow the villain quote-unquote villain, isn't really the villain of the movie. Right, yeah. Like, I was pe- thinking that same thing. Yeah, people complain about him being underutilized, and I'm thinking, I get that, but he was used exactly the way he was supposed to be. Because he's yeah. not the villain. He's the leader of this pack of animals trying to survive. Yeah. And he says that and does that, and th- that's all he needed to be. Even yeah, Icarus isn't really the villain. He's just like this movie doesn't really have a a yellow jacket or a Thanos or a right. there's no villain. It's just a story. 
about these characters. Yeah, I, I think yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. If you, I mean, I can see how you could think that Icarus is is somewhat of a villain just because he was on the opposite side of where the good guys yeah. are. Are, but I, and I guess Erishim would be the main villain here mm-hmm. because just only because it's his plan. Yeah, but yeah, like you said, like there's no like actual just we're fighting that guy because he's the bad guy the end like there, it's yeah. it's not just so black and white like that there's there's more to it than that and that's what i think this movie benefits from multiple viewings because there are layers there are, there's a lot mm-hmm. of depth there and you have to watch it again and again to go oh this is this character's arc and this is this like even from the first viewing i loved uh Thena and i'm gonna forget it, gilgamesh's relationship and arc yeah like it is fantastic angelina does an amazing job in this movie playing someone with essentially dementia slash ptsd yeah it it, it would be hard to classify what that what is going on like without just saying what it is without giving a spoiling kind of that yeah which are are we just gonna yeah by the yeah all all spoilers it's it's been out for two months it's on disney plus It'll be out on Blu-ray on the 14th or 15th, whatever the Tuesday is. Okay. Uh, of February. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's available. 15th. Buy it on Vudu, Amazon. Get Disney Plus free for a month. I don't care. Just, yeah. like, it's out there to watch. Yeah, so just for sure. So just do it. Yeah. Um, but it's called, in the movie, it's called Mad Weary. This is one of my notes. Mm. Mm-hmm. And it just, I, I was familiar with it, kind of, I think. I don't know if I talked about it on our show or not. But okay, I, I when they remember. said it, I was like, that sounds familiar, but I don't, I don't know. I okay. like what they did with the Unimind, though. That was an interesting twist. Now, I, well, now which part? Because they were talking about, he was talking about building the Unimind and using the rings to kind of do yeah. that. And that's Is that some, what you're talking about? Yeah, because that okay. was in the books if i remember right from our episode that's just something that they can do it's not easy but it is mm-hmm. something that they are capable of doing and we knew that's what okay. they were doing in the trailers but the fact that they kind of reverse engineered and like oh we have to make these enhancing bracelets to build up our power so that we can't just do this all the time like yeah. they gave it a reason to be like we're not all powerful right because like, my, my first note in, on here is the, these characters are essentially ju- the Justice League. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that works for sure. <laughs> they are. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Jack, Jack Kirby. If you don't know the name, he's one of the main Marvel artists from the early days. Did Captain America, mm-hmm. Fantastic Four, almost all of them. He left Marvel to DC. And he created the New Gods, which, if you don't know, are like Dark Side, Orion, Mister Miracle, all that apocalypse stuff. Then he came back to Marvel and essentially did the exact same thing, but called it the Eternals. Oh, okay. And the heroes are essentially the Justice League. I mean, yeah. Icarus is Superman, Thena is Wonder Woman, Makari is Flash, and I think Fastos is kind of like Cyborg. I don't know if Cyborg was around back then, but he was essentially Cyborg. Yeah, yeah that fits, yeah. 
Oh, I never. Okay, yeah, I didn't. I didn't know it was, that's how it worked. I mean, yeah, it, it mm. makes complete sense. Yeah, and I don't know how intentional um, that was, but I mean, it's there. Because <laughs> in the I, comics, they all have kind of the same powers, but some. Mm-hmm. I think, like we talked about in the episode, they can all do pretty much the same thing. It's just some of them specialize in other things and are better right. at those things than the others. Right, and and I also feel like like. like he, I don't think Jack, when he made that, he never expect like, well, this is going to also be huge, alongside Justice League. Well, and the other so thing is, it everyone's wasn't... gonna know that. Sort of... Yeah, exactly. That's what that's <laughs> what I'm saying is, he didn't think that that would be a thing. Like he never thought these two would be compared. Yeah. He he probably never assumed Eternals would be turned into this giant movie like it has. So I'm, that's probably why he kind of took a little bit here and there, because hmm. probably not, not no big deal. Yeah. It worked there. It can work here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you you brought something up and it reminded me. Oh, the the rings, yeah. So when I first saw this, I just because you know you hear rings and I Shang Chi was popular at the time, and there were ten of them. I was almost like, is this like a Uh-oh. is this similar? Is it the ten rings? Is that how they work? But no, they're completely no. different rings. Yeah, and I thought it. I mean, it would be kind of cool if that is how. Though, right, I guess where those ten rings came from, I think it's a different story. But I mean, it would be kind of cool to. It'd that, be interesting, but it wouldn't make sense because the rings are being made now. Yes, and after they all came back, yeah, and Shang Chi, yeah. you know, the Wen Wu had the rings for like a thousand years, even before the movie. So, but yeah, I mean, the only thing is, is there would have to have been like a throwaway line, like we can make the rings again. Yeah. Like so we the, did that last time of, we did that thing. Yeah, but then you have yeah. to wonder, like, well, what was this huge thing last time that you had to make rings for this? Like, like this is the end of a world thing, and you're making these rings. Yeah. So it nice just spot. wouldn't worked out, but yeah, I, I just. I and then we wouldn't get just... Fin Fang Foom or whatever they're going to actually call him in the movie. So, whenever oh, they do Shang Chi too. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and since you did talk about the Justice League, so Superman is now in marvel not not superman himself but at least the name and the idea of him and batman i thought that was just interesting did they bring in batman yeah they talked about him yeah they compared uh kingo's valley to alfred that's true they did yeah that's right so i mean i what is that what was your idea there is it just the comics is it the movies it's obviously not the the real superman and batman right I would assume but. it's just like they have the old comics, like it's a thing that exists in their world. And it's not even the first time this has <laughs> happened. When the when my wife heard that line, she made a thing about it too. But in the original Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire, Aunt May mm-hmm. says something to Peter like, you know, you have school and a job, all these, res- you know, spending all this time with me, you're not Superman, you know, like... It is a thing that I don't, I can't think of any time DC has done that to Marvel. Yeah. I mean, they reference each other in the old movies, but I don't think, like, the fact of the matter is, is that back when the old DC movies were happening, Marvel movies were garbage. And, yeah. <laughs> like, unless you were openly <laughs> trashing them, like Howard the Duck, there was really no reason to, you could say Iron Man and people go, who? Yeah, that's you know? true. yeah, that's true. So, 
I don't think it's ever happened the other way, but there's always been this fun rivalry between Marvel and DC, and Marvel's always had much more fun with it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Stan used to call him the distinguished competition DC. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I think you've mentioned it before, either either on on this podcast or our old one. In real life. (laughs) It's hard to say. Definitely in real life. Yeah. 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 Um, So... Another, like you brought up again, um, I liked the Athena and Gilgamesh kind of um, relationship. Now, I think it was just purely a, a, I really care about her type of relationship. I don't think it was like a, I love her, I'd I'd love to marry her type of thing. I think it was just like, like we've been together through a lot and I completely respect you and kind of almost like a brother and sister type thing. Yeah, that's kind of how I took it. They're just... yeah great friends he cares about her it could be like a you know like you said a brother sister thing a father daughter thing a, it's a, you know it's whatever i mean she in the marvel universe history she is athena the goddess of right. war you know that's what humanity based that character off of i mean it so i mean she's this distinguished warrior and you see something like that or someone like that slip it's like, well, I, you know, I respect you too much to let you just have your memory wiped and forget yeah. everything that we've been through. So I'm going to take yeah. care of you. Yeah, it was nice. Yeah, yeah, I, I really, I like that that relationship. Yeah. Um, and I do have, I have a question, and I don't know if you know the answer, and it could just be well, because that's just how it was in the comics. But for Sprite, why now? Was there any other reason for her to have been made to look like a kid? Except that that's just how they did it in the comics. They just wanted someone that kids could relate to. I don't remember. It is if you read the Neil Gaiman run on Eternals, which you should. This her arc, and in the books, it's a he. By the way, it's one of the gender swaps right. they did, which yeah. I think worked incredibly well because the, her like crush on Icarus was really interesting, and that thing mm-hmm. that Kingo said about her being Tinkerbell. Like, it's it's funny when you hear it at first, but then you think about it, and you go, oh, yeah, Tinkerbell, like, even in Hook, loved Peter Pan, but could never yeah. be with him, because he was with Wendy. Yeah, it was like, spot on. Yeah. And it's just crushing. But I don't remember if there was a specific reason why... I don't remember if there was a reason why she was a kid. But in the Neil Gaiman run, the main arc of that kind of and the driving force behind what's going on i don't want to ruin it for people who haven't read it but sprite being a kid is a main focal point of what's happening in that story okay so i haven't read any old eternals the Mm -hmm. omnibus is expensive and i don't want to drop 100 bucks yet but uh yeah that's fair well, and the other thing is, like in the in the film, they're very diverse. They're different races and different, you know, sexual orientations. Makari is deaf. None of that is true in the books. None of that okay. exists. They really, and I think you know they've kind of said in interviews, it's just that we picked the right person for the job. Like, it was just, it wasn't like, oh, we're going to diversify this just because. It was just, mm-hmm. this person fit this bill the best. Okay. But I think it's cool because it's like they fit in everywhere. 
Yeah. No matter what civilization that they are with, they have someone that is represented in the team that can take yeah. the forefront and and help. Uh, yeah, I agree. I, I, and and yeah, I love that. Like it everyone can kind of see themselves in one of them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think I think it's super cool. And I also yeah. like that they don't talk about it either. Yeah. Like it's not it's a non-issue. I was listening to a podcast where they were talking about it and it's like X-Men is the title that deals with race and being different and persecution. Eternals isn't. And so it was never even like part of the discussion to make that a topic. Yeah. It's just true. matter of fact, which is awesome. Yeah, I like that. That's a good point. Huh. Do you have more? No, go ahead. I'll, You're I'll, pausing I'll, for effect? I got some more for later on. Okay. And I was trying to think of what I was going to say, but I can't think of it. So Okay, fair enough. Uh, let's just go over some more differences. I wrote down a mm. bunch, and I found a website. I did a lot more research on this than you did. <clears throat> just saying. Yeah. yeah. Um. So the Deviants and Eternals origins are completely different. Um, as we discussed in the episode, that in the comics, they are experiments that are done on early humans hmm. and right. each you know their their base is a human and then half of them are turned into deviant monsters the other half are eternals right um so they're not robots and as far as i know i did some digging i celestials are not created inside of a planet they just okay. already exist okay so what Arishim does, because he is the judge, and each celestial has their own thing that they do. Um, Arishim sets up these civilizations and then comes back and checks on them and judges whether they are worthy to remain going. Like, are you worthy of survival and continuing on as a planet and as a people? And that's what he does. It's not about Oh, you're building up the population to grow another one of us. That's not a thing. Mm-hmm. But I do like that. Well, it sounds like at the end that that's kind of what he's going to be doing. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, in the comics, if they die, they're reborn in the okay. in a reactivation chamber. However, if okay. the machine is down or broken, they're unable to be resurrected until the machine is up and running again. Hmm. So my question is, can they come back to life, or are new copies of them going to be made by Erisham? Oh. So you're thinking, can we bring the ones that died in this movie back? Yeah. I think, just from a story point of view, if they come back, they'll be different copies without the memories of the previous ones. Because otherwise, there's no point. Like, that's one of the... It takes out the stakes of, like, well, if I die, I'll just come back. It doesn't matter. But yeah. if you die and then come back and you are you look the same and you are you have all the same abilities, but you're not the same person, then it could be interesting. That does matter. Yeah. Now, are, are any of the ones that actually did die, are they planned to come back? So it's Icarish. Not that I've heard. Age. Icarish? Icarish. Icarish. <laughs> Get, yeah, yeah a nice Icarus. pack of red Icarus and uh, watch this movie. I'm going to yeah, bring well. that back later. <laughs> I yeah. 
Icarus, Ajax, and Gilgamesh. I think we we asked three. Yes. Yes. I think just the three. Yeah. Yeah, because then there were the three that got taken, and then Sprite was turned human, and then the other three are on the ship. Yes. So that's ten. That's ten. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> we <Yeah>. did it. <laughs> Math is hard. Yeah. So if the so I if the if they're not scheduled to come back, then I I think then I don't think they will. I heard oh, okay, I, after I watched obvious, it. The, but... <laughs> yeah, that's fair. If they're not coming back, <laughs> they're not coming. They're back. not, they're coming, not back. coming back. That's I know fair. that sounds dumber than I meant to make it sound, but I think I you s- understand. I saw a, I uh, an article right after I watched it the first time that um, <laughs> Richard and this possible spoilers, I guess, for something, but I don't know what. That Richard Madden's body double said something about coming back for a Marvel thing. Okay. Whether that's body anything, double or stunt double. Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because Stunt yes. Double, I mean, he, he, he it could just be for Bucky because, I mean. Yeah. Come they're, on. They're all they're the, same. the same person. And their dad and is Mark Campbell. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I see. I think I saw some. Yeah, post I saw that on that Pinterest. Where they want yeah. Mark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw yeah. that too. They want Mark Campbell to be his dad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'd love it. Um, okay. I, yeah, maybe. I just. See, and that's I watch even every time I watch it, I go, "Did he die when he went into the sun?" Like it kind of looks like he falls apart, but he doesn't. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. Yeah, I, I know. think and, I think they could bring him back. The other two are very clearly dead, but I think if they did some comic book shenanigans, they could be like, "Well, he didn't actually die. He was just getting a really nice tan." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I can see that, and I I I do. I think of those three, I think Gilgamesh was the one that I was most sad about losing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ajax, we just didn't know enough about her. Mm-hmm. I was surprised really... to see her die. Yeah, I I didn't think they would kill off Selma Hayek, but I didn't. It either. it made it more poignant as the movie went on, and you yeah. did get attached to her, and then you realize, oh, she died, and then you see how she yeah. died. And you yeah, Richard once Madden. you see how it's yeah, <laughs> exactly, yeah. As he plays it off good, he plays it off great. That he, mm-hmm. you know, I, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like going back the second time and watching him, just kind of like you little sneaky son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Like you, you just weaved everyone exactly where you needed them to go, mm-hmm. and it sounded so natural. Yeah. So I mean, it's great writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, some more differences. Cersei has a physical relationship with many of the Eternals and many humans in the comics. However, her heart belongs to Makari, not Icarus, who in the comics is male. As we talked about before. Uh, in the comics, Thena has an affinity for deviants. Uh, she actually falls in love with one and keeps her relationship with Crow a secret, uh, from the Eternals for a while, but it eventually comes out and they have two kids together. Oh, yeah. what do they look like? I don't know. I just read about it. I don't know what they look like. All right, fine. <laughs> and I, I think they played off of that in the trailer. Yeah, I, well, I mean, that's the thing. In the trailer, you see them up close together, and that's what yeah. I thought was happening. Yeah. But not so much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, they still were close, but yeah, that definitely wasn't... Wasn't... Uh, 
what they were any going sort of for. Liked by no, yeah. they weren't. <laughs> they weren't even frenemies. They were just <laughs> a little hostile. Yeah, so she was just buying her time. Yeah. So after or before my third viewing, I watched Guardians Two because okay. Ego calls himself a celestial. Right. Now a guy at work. And I talked about this, and I have two questions. One, is Ego actually a Celestial? Or is Celestial just a blanket term for a space god? I I, I feel like it could be just a blanket term. That's what I'm thinking, too. Because I had a theory, and I was hoping that and I think maybe Guardians 2 does kind of suggest it, maybe, but I thought that maybe Ego was one of the seeds that Erisham sent out into the universe that didn't actually okay. make it into a planet, but then grew conscious and formed a planet. Hmm. I don't hate that. I don't either. Okay, yeah. I'm hoping like they explain, and they probably will just never explain it, and we'll just have yeah. to deal with it. But, like, he's <laughs> not a giant space robot. You know, like he's yeah. he's a planet with a face. So why is he that instead of, unless it's either a blanket term for a space god or something else happened? Yeah, that's a that's a t- that is a tough one. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping Guardians Three will touch on it now that we have legit Celestials. Yeah, but we'll see. Yeah, yeah, it's hard to tell because I mean they don't need to. I, as, yeah, as far as I, as far as I remember the ending, like there's no real need to kind of jump back to that, especially after Endgame and all that and what they've gone through then. Like there's no real need to be like, hey, Peter, your real dad was. So was he really a celestial? Was he not? What's the deal there, man? Hmm. I mean, and, but it's. I would like it though. Oh, I know, and that's <laughs> it's James Gunn, so you never know what the hell he's gonna do. He might just put it in there. <laughs> Just cause. Or there's more in yeah. the next movie, and we don't know yet. True, true. That's true. And then I have right, one more wait. question. Oh, okay. So, and this ties into the uh, stingers at the end with, what's his name, showing up as Star Fox Eros, Harry Styles, okay. whom I don't know. Yes. Everyone's very excited about him, but I have no idea who he is. Isn't he one of the, like... Actually, I don't know. Is is he a singer? Yeah. One but, Direction? I don't know. I know he does music, <laughs> I but I have no idea yeah. who he is. And everyone's excited that he's in the MCU. And it's like, okay. He's cool. But, all right. <laughs> yeah, I don't... I, is he a good actor? That's all I really care about. Yeah, like. <laughs> pretty much. So, here's the thing. And it's... It goes to the Eternals being robots. And okay. Eros, who is Thanos' brother, yeah. if they are Eternals, does that mean that they are also robots created by the Celestials? Which mm. leads to, <laughs> was Titan destroying itself a failed attempt at creating a Celestial, or was it actually destroyed by a Celestial being created? Oh. Okay, interesting. 
And there's more. Did Thanos <laughs> and Eros escape the cycle of starting a new mission? Or because they were the children of Eternals, did they not factor into the reset? So, like, whether they the Titan was destroyed by whatever, mm-hmm. the logic of this movie suggests that they would be taken with the Celestial or just taken away and right. reset for another mission. Right. But that didn't happen, obviously. Yeah, that, no, that's not the case, yeah. So is it because... Ugh. And that's... Because they're, they're the children of two Eternals, whose names I don't remember. Okay. So I'm wondering if those are the Eternals that were sent down for Titan, and then they fell in love and had kids... And because they were the children of Eternals, then it didn't matter if they were, like, they wouldn't be taken because they weren't part of Erisham's design. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. Why'd you bring this up? It's just a- <laughs> this, is, this is too mind, like, I wasn't ready for this. I asked I, I, if you I, wanted I, me, me to me send you this stuff. <laughs> Yeah, you're right. <laughs> I didn't know it was this. No, I do. Know you're right. I, I do enjoy that you're bringing this up. This is good, but it's like, wow, I wasn't ready for this much. You know? I was ready to just talk about the movie. It was a good time, mm-hmm. fun, <laughs> popcorn. Okay, all right. Let's go. Right, let's start back. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> let's start back with Titan. Okay. All right. So the options. One option could be that there just wasn't enough, not humans, obviously, but enough races, enough of one race or, well, or whatever I think they need. The deal, I, if Titan destroyed itself, like Thanos says, in Infinity War, then it. My mm-hmm. thinking is that it it evolved to a point where it destroyed itself, like they were going along like humanity and like uh, Druid kind of cautions Phaestos with, you know, you're giving them this technology which is leading to war, which is leading them to kill each other off, which is bad, just in general. Mm-hmm. So maybe they advanced to a point where they killed each other off and the mission was scrapped. Okay. Or, it was successful and Titan really did thrive to the point where Erisham came in and said, okay, you're ready now. And then he, a Celestial was born, and that's how Titan was destroyed. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That could Thanos be. doesn't remember it that way. Like he was too or like young. He see or, it that way. Yeah, or he doesn't see it that way or yeah. something. Yeah. Or he saw it was happening and left before it actually like blew up. Yeah. I don't know. That one's tough because it, at least for the Earth one, it was like, what, seven days after this big earthquake mm-hmm. that it happened. So it seemed pretty quick. Yeah. So it wasn't like it, the Earth Earth was slowly kind of dying down like Titan did. Or is that what and actually other, happened? Yeah. Or, yeah, each one, I guess, different birth rates. Like yeah, one per- one person's labor takes twenty four hours, and the other takes an hour. You know, you don't, who knows? 
Okay, yeah, I like... Okay, those are good. I like those. The only other yeah, my thing... my only other thought is... Oh, God. The, uh, that there's the, there's some sort of de- deviance also there, and they're the ones that kind of have thrived and therefore kind of have destroyed Titan. Mm-hmm. That could be another possibility, but yeah, I kind of like the... That there's an actual eternal... Or a... a yeah, no... Celestial. Getting all these celestial. There it is. An actual celestial came out of that. (laughs) I think I like that one probably the most of those. Mm -hmm. And it could be neither or it doesn't matter and they'll never touch on it. But I would think that Eros will, I mean, he has to, part of his big introduction was brother of Thanos. Like they got to talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you weren't going to, why even bring it up? Why? Aside from oh, they don't even Thanos. need to introduce that character, yeah. If you're not going to do that, now, now why do they look so different? Is it is it maybe one looks more like the mother and then one looks more like the father? Or, or well, and I think we know? talked about this in our explaining episode. Thanos has a deviance disease, like he was born with like a deviant birth defect, which is why he looks okay. like that. Okay, and if I recall correctly, his when he's born, his dad wants to kill him, and the mom saves him. Yeah. But then he, you know, turns into Thanos. See, I think that would be great to show. Yeah. And like maybe to show they like will. That, okay. I mean, yeah, to, to almost not, not to humanize Thanos, but just to kind of show, like, you know, he, there was more to him than just what you think. Mm-hmm. I, I, actually, I really like that. So yeah, I would I too. I would love to. Well, I mean, there were rumors for a while we were going to see a young Thanos in this, and whether that was never considered or it just got cut, I don't know. But yeah, I'd love to see it. Yeah, I would too. That'd be great. Yeah. So, what more do you know about this? I get, or do you want to wait until we get into the mid credits, or do you mm-hmm. want to talk more? Do you know more we're about kind of going Star Fox? Scattershot, anyway. Yeah, I don't know much doing. about him other than he is the brother of thanos he was in the infinity war book briefly uh, kind of like held captive by him i think from what i've gathered though his superpower Mm -hmm. is like influencing people like he can kind of like mind control almost or like strong suggestion and that he used it for some very not nice things on people like Sexual things. Oh, okay. Like, <laughs> I was like, okay, he, like. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> he suggested okay. to, you know, people to do things with him that may or may uh. not be considered consensual. So it's interesting that they're even bringing him in. And it'll be interesting yeah. to see if they do that. Because when I heard about that, I was like, wow, that's an interesting choice to bring into this climate. <laughs> yeah. But, they could also just not talk, touch on that at all. Like, okay. Thanos didn't really have any powers. He was just strong. And yeah. Eros might just be unbelievably charming. Yeah. Like, he could, you know, he could just be this James Bond of a guy that everyone flocks towards because he's so charismatic. And they could not touch on it at all. Which would be fine. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I I don't think it's necessary unless you're really trying to get people to hate this guy. Yeah. And that's That'll the work. thing. If they do it, there's no way that, especially nowadays, that anybody would actually start to like him again. 
Yeah. Now, do you, I don't know if you, I'm trying to look it up, but do you remember the other kind of intros that Pip gave? You know, Brother of Thanos, Defeater of, was it Black something? Um, yeah, it's like Black Roger or something. I saw an Easter egg slide on it, and he's some random, you know, like, one oh, okay. appearance villain. It, it was just a gotcha. fun comic nod Easter okay. egg. Right. Seeing Pip the Troll was cool, though. Yes, I did love that, and I love that it's voiced by Patton Oswalt, Oswalt mm-hmm. and, and Patton Oswalt. He goes by both. Yeah. <laughs> and he loves Icarus. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, you know, that was great to see. Yeah, Beat I'm, I'm so glad that we're getting him back. <laughs> um, and I say back because not everyone might remember, but he was an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what his name was in that, but he had two I names because he was like two different right. um, life model decoys. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. I, 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 I enjoy him. He's he seems like he's he's been through a lot mm-hmm. in his personal life. It seems like and yeah. and I, I I really enjoy him and just uh, I'm excited to see him. We do hear him, I guess. Yeah, yeah I, I think he'll him. be good as that character in the comics that I've read. He was the sidekick of uh, Adam Warlock, who we know we're getting oh. in Volume Three, played by what's his face. Yes. Uh, the guy from uh, We Are M- Lamar Millers. Yeah. From all those memes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That kid. <laughs> yes. The redheaded kid. That guy. <laughs> and I, I mean, actually, he freaking grew into himself because he yeah. looks great as that. I know we, it's only been mock ups and stuff, but mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, I think he'll pull I'm it off excited. pretty well. Yeah. And the other sure. stinger, which is just as cool if you think about it, is. Uh, Kit Harrington's Dane Whitman picking up the ebony blade and hearing Marshal Ali's blade say, are you sure you want to do that, Mr. Whitman? Yes. Fucking that awesome. Was cool. <laughs> I know, I was, I'm curious I'm, if, yeah. if I, because I knew what it was going to be, because dickheads on the internet. Oh, okay. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. dickheads at work. Did you pick <laughs> up on that it was him? No. The first viewing, I did not. Um, I, and I, I actually wondered, I, you know, I, I, I figured it was just someone that was in the room with mm-hmm. him, someone he, obviously he knows, Yeah. but I didn't even put it together. But now hearing it, you know, the second, second viewing, I was like, oh yeah, obviously, definitely like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is him. Cottonmouth. So no, the him. first time I didn't, I still thought it was cool. Hmm. Um, yeah, I, I, can you, what do, you, what do you know about, it says black, it's black Knight, right? That's who he's. Yeah. So going to become. So, what do you know about him? What about his dad? Like, what what what's the story here? Because he mentions it. Mm-hmm. Well, it's his uncle, not his dad. But, Was it uncle? Yeah. Okay. Um. So, excuse me. The ebony blade is I don't know the whole lineage, but essentially it's passed down through his family, mm-hmm. and it gives you incredible power, as things do, because it's comics, so you have to have some power. <laughs> but it yeah. also makes you like homicidal and crazy and bloodthirsty mm. and his uncle fell into that he mm-hmm. you know he gave in to the fear if you will like he massacred people with the blade and all sorts of shit and dane picks it up and becomes the black knight and has to kind of balance that you know anger and, and need for bloodshed i've never okay. read anything black knight this is just Stuff I've gleamed over the past week doing okay, research. Well, to, but. 
So do you happen to know why then Blade would be there talking to him? Aside from they both like swords? <laughs> There's Blade in his name. I <laughs> I mean, you could go all sorts of mystical routes with him. Okay. Yeah. You know, we just got the trailer for Moon Knight, which looks amazing. It and does, they're very obviously going down some creepy dark caverns in the mm-hmm. MCU. So I, I don't think Black Knight and Blade have ever teamed up, but it's a cool idea. Yeah. I mean, you do dark magic and vampires. Like, what else do you need? Yeah. For signing me up. That <laughs> yeah, sounds great. I'll watch that movie. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. It's, okay, it's so exciting, though. I'm wondering if, like, Blade is going to show up in Moon Knight. Because that'd be Ooh. sweet. That would be sweet. But nice I'll, little way know, to, to first show him, first appearance almost. Mm-hmm. And maybe oh. Kit Harrington will show up with him. Like, who knows? Yeah. Look at our yeah. blades, man. Yeah. I got a blade. He has a blade. His name is Blade. Do you have a blade? You have that moon blade. It's close enough. <laughs> moon blade. <laughs> I've got a moon blade. Does that count? Close enough. Yeah, that counts, man. You're in. Oh, man. <laughs> Okay, and then another question. Um, so we're assuming that his uncle had the sword, went all super crazy like this, mm-hmm. and um, Cersei did enough research into him and his family crest. Would she not have seen that? <laughs> Be like, dude, what's with your uncle? Well, and you know, I could be wrong, and maybe his uncle didn't go all crazy maybe it was a different ancestor i mean it's the mcu they change stuff mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier the eternals are not robots you know true, true. They, they could do just about anything and i think modern day like i'm trying to remember when the black knight from the avengers got his blade because all that stuff was written in the 60s and 70s mm. so they could say that it was an ancient ancestor that went all crazy and maybe the uncle just dove really deep into that research and you know alienated himself from the family or maybe he was a dickhead because of that like he knew what the blade could do and so he you know separated himself from the family i don't know yeah because he was i mean he was about to tell cersei something about his family right before she uh, was taken by erisham i think it's my family has a bloodthirsty sword, and I have that sword, and I'm going to see what happens. <laughs> yeah, I'm, Cross I'm your actually fingers. headed to go check it out. <laughs> yeah, you want to come with, just in case I go crazy, you can turn me into rose petals like that bus? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah, now I have another question about the ring. Now, it's, it's unimportant, but I'm just curious. Now, do you think that she just... Now, how good can she form things? Like, could she have just got a regular ring... And then made it into his family crest ring. Did she really? Is she really a, a good eBay better? I know it's just my like a guess. Line, but I'm just I curious. Would, I was about to say I would think that maybe she got it from Makari and her big loot of crap, but it doesn't look like the ship had been unearthed in quite some time. Yeah, I would imagine maybe she just found it. Or something like she knew yeah. enough about it to be able to find it but i mean she she very well could have just made it yeah because yeah, it's a fair point sure. if she looked into it she'd be like wait you're a what <laughs> yeah and they're not all dickheads <laughs> like not everyone who uses the blade you know becomes a homicidal maniac but 
Right. It it can happen. Okay. So I don't know. All right. Uh, I've got more questions for you. Okay. Um, I'm here so to answer where... them if I can. Perfect. Where did Arishem send them? Because he didn't send them back to Earth as far as I can tell. I don't know where no. he sent them. I guess he could have, but I don't think he did. No, I think... So, I don't know. I'll preface yeah. with that. But I... Th- I'm sure it's going to be the one of the main focuses of the next movie. But mm. yeah, like, where the hell? I would think they have, like, either a home base, like that world builder area. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a citadel that they all have coffee at or something. I don't know. <laughs> Or, okay. I mean, it could just be that they have their own kind of, like, prison system. And they're just in, like, holding cells. What's interesting is that Eros knows where it is. Yeah. Probably charmed his way to, to the answer. Maybe. With unconventional, yeah. outdated methods. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> okay. But, yeah, I, it it's hard to say. I think... My guess is like a space prison, like something, some intergalactic, like we can't think in terms of like the kiln from Guardians. It's not mm-hmm. like that kind of space prison. It's like otherworldly. It's like a dimensional prison that he's just holding them in stasis or something Okay. until he makes his judgment. We'll just have to, we're going to have to wait and see how, how close you are. All right, and one other thing that I got here is uh, I got here that the credits are actually really awesome. Um, and just the way that they show kind of the different ways that people interpreted the Eternals. Mm-hmm. Like I noticed that on the second religious viewing. statues. And, yeah. I, yeah. I, I think I saw someone notice, like, point out, like, the credits were really cool, and other people were talking about how other credits were really cool, too. Mm-hmm. And so this time I was, like, really watched. I was like, oh, yeah, that's really cool, actually. I, like, I love the way that they just... Showed how they represented different figures and stuff in in history. Yeah, and yeah, I just thought it was really cool. Yeah, and that's kind of the thing of with I, I don't know if we touched on it or not in the last one, but these characters are the basis of a lot of mythology from humans. You know, like we said, Athena is Athena, um, mm-hmm. Icarus is Icarus. You know, Mercury mm-hmm. is Mercury, who is Hermes. Like. Hmm. Uh, Fastos, Bright, Kingo, any of those? Um, I th- Ajax. When I heard, when I heard, what's some <laughs> licorice? <laughs> um, Fastos, I thought of Hephaestus. Okay. And he was like the one who built shit in Greek mythology. So yeah, that's what Fastos does. Yeah. So that's I kind true. of thought that was who he was kind of supposed to be, but I don't remember who popped up in his credit scene. And they also kind of assigned them to different cultures, religions too. So it yeah, wasn't all yeah. just Greek mythology. It was other stuff. Yeah. The, yeah. I don't remember. It was someone that was building something for Festus. I don't think it was yeah, it almost, a Da Vinci I, or anything. Well, that's like I that. was about to say. It kind of looks like a Da Vinci-esque drawing. I'm, I'm kind of yeah. remembering. It was like an arm or a forearm with a hand and like rings around the... Yeah. Yeah. It did look like a Da Vinci-style drawing, though. Maybe it was. It could have been. Yeah, yeah, could I mean, it's just good an explanation as any. Yeah. <laughs> and then Ajax, isn't that the uh, soap? Yeah. <laughs> perfect <laughs> um and sprite is the drink as we all know right 
<laughs> it's very refreshing, especially if you have a tummy ache from eating too much Icarish. <laughs> I hate you. That was good, though. That was good. Oh, man. All right. Yes. I Actually, before we get into our, our next kind of thing that we're going to talk about, is I have to talk about Karun, I think it's... Is that how it's pronounced? I don't remember now. The Valet. Oh, yeah, I don't remember his name. I freaking loved him. He was, he was, he was so good. It was a lot of fun. He, he really helped break the tension in a lot of spots and brought that kind of comedic um, element that, that I think just about every Marvel movie has. Yeah. I can remember. Every, everyone has a little bit of of just funny to it. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's, and yeah, I, th- I thought he was great. <laughs> there's a term I've started to use. It doesn't sound particularly pleasant, but it I call it the exposition dumpster. It's that character <laughs> that you introduce into a weird situation who you explain stuff to. It's, it's your yeah. entry-level character that the audience can be that you can tell them the stuff they need to know. Yeah, and actually, yeah, that's exactly what he was. And it worked perfect because they were doing their documentary, and so it gave yep. him even more reason mm-hmm. to and do that rather than just I mean, enlighten him. Sometimes it's stupid, and it's very obvious that some a character is the exposition dumpster, and you're just, you know, they're the reason or the, the way you're telling us all this stuff that we need to know. But he, they did a good job in this making him fun and interesting and integrating him into a, in a way that organically worked in the story. He wasn't just there to be there. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. I, I but again, I really enjoyed him just that. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. When he shot off the head and Darren, did you get that? I got it, sir. <laughs> I was just like Yes. And he had like he seven different cameras every time one got destroyed. Yeah. Got another one. Yeah. <laughs> he was great. And and yeah, he, he really just I, I think he did a great job of playing that character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I do also have this kind of list of what it's, it's, um, the actor and what they played and then just a little tidbit of their character. Okay. Who is your um, daddy and what does he do? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something like that. Uh, do you want me to read this or should we just save this for when we do a kind of a breakdown? What Either one works. It's your rodeo, Haas. Right, I don't have anything it. else, so. All right, I'm going to do it because some of these sound pretty interesting. Okay. Um, uh, so we'll go with Gemma Chan as Cersei, an emphatic eternal with a strong connection to humans and the earth who can manipulate and transform matter through physical contact. Cersei has been in love with Icarus for centuries and has a strong connection with Sprite in the present day. She is a museum curator on earth and dating Dane Whitman. Uh, producer Kevin Feige described Cersei as the lead of the film. Director Chloe Zhao said she and Chan were interested in creating quote a nuanced female superhero that is really seen in this genre rarely seen in this genre that's uh, right yeah i was now added she, that chan also becomes an avenger which is oh, a thing that nice. could be done down the line yeah uh, Zhao added that Chan, quote, brought a beautiful sense of gentleness, compassion, and vulnerability to the character that would invite viewers to rethink what it means to be heroic. Uh, Chan called Cersei grounded and a little bit of a free spirit. Chan previously portrayed Min Irva in the MCU film Captain Marvel. And she had like five lines and then she died. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, if I didn't know it was her already, I would have no idea. No, I agree, because, I mean, she was blue? Yeah. Green? Blue. A different color? They wear green. <laughs> she was blue. 
That's what it is. There you go. Yeah. Uh, yes, I, I agree. I would have never known. Yeah. And Richard Madden as Icarus, an eternal who can fly and project cosmic energy beams from his eyes and is determined to fulfill his purpose. Speaking to the relationship between Icarus and Circe, Madden said that they have a, quote, deep level of romance and are two opposing sides of how they connect with the world. Uh, since Circe has compassion for humans, while Icarus is more disconnected given the Eternal's long lifespan. Madden worked to find a way to portray Icarus in a way that he would not come across as bored of everything. Uh, Zal's take on Icarus was influenced by director Zack Snyder's interpretation of Superman and Man of Steel, which left a strong impression on her for its authentic and very real approach. It is very Zack Snyder Justice League, just not quite as dark. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. And better. Right. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, I still like it, though. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Man of Steel. Oh, yeah. I, I did a Snyder trilogy-a-thon a couple weeks ago, and it's... If you don't That's think really of nice. it as, like, too tied to the books and building its own, you know, DC-connected universe, it actually works really well. Nice. Anyway. All right. Next is Kumail Nanjiani as Kingo, an eternal who can project cosmic energy projectiles from his hands. Enamored with fame, Kingo becomes a popular Bollywood film star to blend in on Earth. Nanjiani wanted his performance to combine the wisecracking attitude of John McClane from the Die Hard's film series with the look of Bollywood actor, I cannot pronounce that, uh, Hrithik Roshan. That's how I'll go with I uh, studied Errol Flynn films and some of the original Zorro films to prepare for the role. Nanjiani, who is not a dancer, found learning the Bollywood dances challenging. That was one of my favorite scenes, though. I don't know why, but I love that yeah. music and really? shit. Yeah. Was, I mean, it's not like, oh my god, I'm going to rewatch it just for that, but it's right, right, fun. Right. Nice. Uh, Lee McHugh as Sprite. An Eternal who can project lifelike illusions, Sprite has the physical appearance of a 12-year-old child, with McHugh calling her an old soul dissatisfied with humanity. Described as the Tinkerbell to Icarus's Peter Pan, McHugh is primarily inspired by Neil Gaiman's 2006 run on the character. Which I think is what you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And Brian Tyree Henry as Fastos. An eternal and an intelligent weapons and technology inventor. He is the first superhero to be depicted as gay in the MCU film. And Lauren Redeloff as Makari. An eternal who can move as at superhuman speed. The character is the first deaf superhero in the MCU. Yeah, I was okay. I was gonna say that's another one, but superhero. I think is the point there. Mm-hmm. Who are you thinking of? Yeah. Uh, the girl from oh, um, Echo? Hawkeye? I can't yeah. remember. Echo, yeah. Um, after starting to run... <laughs> Our last episode. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> that's right. Derp. After starting to run more in anticipation of the role, she shifted to muscle building in order to have the symmetry of somebody who looks like a sprinter. I feel like she was in pretty baggy clothes or the uniform for the most part, but sure. good for her. I thought of a counter... <laughs> This came out before Hawkeye. Mm, true. <laughs> true. True, true, Totally forgot about that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Barry Keoghan as Druig. 
an aloof Eternal who becomes frustrated with the inaction of the other Eternals in human affairs. He can manipulate the minds of others. Some of these are clearly shorter than others. Mm-hmm. That's and fine. we got a lot Don, to do. Yeah. Uh, Don Lee is Gilgamesh, the strongest Eternal, with a deep connection to Athena. Uh, Lee pursued the role in order to be an inspiration to the younger generation as the first Korean superhero and was able to utilize his boxing training for the role. Nice. Nice. And then I got... Uh, what do I got here? I don't know if these are important or not. I got the Harris Patel's groom, Kingo's Human of LA. Kit Harrington is Dean Whitman, a human who works at the National Historian Museum in London as a history professor and is dating Cersei. And then we have Soma Hayek as Ajax, the wise and spiritual leader of the Eternals who has the ability to heal and is the, quote, bridge between the Eternals and the Celestials. Changing the character from a man in the comics allowed Hayek to learn to lean into Ajax's femininity. I did it. (laughs) And make her the mother figure of the Eternals. Hayek was initially hesitant to work with Marvel, assuming she would have a supporting or grandmother role. That's fair. I think she did a great job, though. I did, too. That's I have in my notes. Like I love her kind of motherly take on the character it just made her much more endearing and interesting yeah and uh the last one here angelina jolie as athena an elite warrior eternal who can form any weapon out of cosmic energy and develops a close bond with gilgamesh over the centuries she also suffers from a psychological condition called that is how do you how do you pronounce it because it's spelled so weird mad weary yeah it's spelled M-A-H-D for the mad. Mm-hmm. And then weary is spelled W-Y apostrophe R-Y. Hmm. Well, I mean, they can't just spell it how it sounds. It's got to <laughs> yeah, be old timey. Right. Come on. Yeah. Uh, Jolie trained with various swords, spears, and staffs for the role, as well as taking ballet. Hmm. Oh, but you didn't see that coming, did you? It paid off. All right. It was great. Um, so I just thought some of that stuff was pretty interesting, and mm-hmm. I didn't want to just read some and not the others. But uh, That's fair. Yeah. Probably should have done it at the top um, of the show, but whatever. It's fine. It's done now. <laughs> yeah, I guess it could have fit a little better on the top. But, yeah. but now it works here because we're going to jump into our next segment of we're going to pick our top three favorite Eternals. What? And now you know all about that. them. That's true. If you didn't, I before, thought of this on my own. That's it's great. Don't look at your I'm text. Very proud of you. I don't even know what you're <laughs> talking you so about. Much. I don't even know how to text. Yeah. <laughs> Sometimes I agree. <laughs> Some of the words you spell, it's like mad weary, Icarish. What? what is that? It's <laughs> <laughs> delicious. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, let's uh, let's do uh, our top thing. We'll go said. three to one. Okay. Yes, that I thought of all on my own. Without <laughs> any help from you. Right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Number I guess how would you how did you decide this? Are you picking as far as the the um the powers that they have your top three after watching the movie who you like the most top three? How did you decide this? Well, Jeremy, uh what I did <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> you freaking jerk. 
No, it was just, you know, after watching the movie, it was just who stuck with me, who did I resonate with the most, who did I think had the most interesting arcs. Like, there's ten different characters. There's a lot to choose from. Some get more yeah. play than others. I think Makari was very underutilized. But, mm-hmm. you know, there, there's a lot of great stuff there. So I went with just when I saw their character go through their motions and evolve and some of their backstory the stuff that made me stop and go wow like that's really cool that's an in not necessarily oh my god it's so true to book because i don't know these characters well enough to do that but it it's interesting and it's part of the reason why i want to watch it again is because of these characters okay what about you jeremy what went into your decision Uh, process it's still honestly going. <laughs> Fair. Because, as you, as you know, you I just thought, thought of this, this idea, idea earlier like, today. Yeah, it was like yes. two hours ago, roughly. Yeah, roughly. <laughs> yes, where I agreed to do this uh-huh. with myself and then let you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'm still working on uh-huh. kind of deciding. Because, I mean, they all have their, their good points and their bad points. And they all have these things that I like about them. Mm-hmm. So it's, and you know what me, I hate picking a, a, a list in an order. Well, and I wasn't even suggesting an order. So. I think this is well. Oh, okay. I, I mean, you didn't ever suggest an order. <laughs> yeah, right, right, right. When right. you, I never did. <laughs> <laughs> oh, close one. <laughs> when you yeah. told me about this right now, but also two, three hours ago, you never suggested putting them in any kind of ranking order. It was just yeah, right. a, a top three. So what I remember you saying per- a couple that minutes is, you ago. Know, it's almost like we had the same idea. <laughs> almost, but we didn't, because I obviously didn't no, have this idea. De- you did. Definitely, like, you're too stupid to think of this. You said, come up with these names, have a side of Icarish, and you're... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Get a soda, maybe a Sprite. Get a Sprite for your Icarish. <laughs> okay. So, our top three in no particular order. Yes. Go ahead. My first one is uh, Fastos. Oh, you would. No, I did. (laughs) I did. No matter what you said, I was going to say that. (laughs) I had Kingo briefly, but I love that his advancements in technology led to Hiroshima. And though it seemed Mm. a bit odd, kind of, seeing him in that wasteland after the bomb went off, crying and damning humanity was Mm -hmm. really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And... The fact that he, I think, even more than Cersei, stands up for humanity and is the reason why I think Erishim will let Earth survive is because he has those strong connections with his husband, his son. And, you know, it was an interesting take for that character. Yeah. No, I agree. I, I really enjoyed him, too. Um as far as his powers, I, I think they were kind of not shown enough to really be that impressed by. Um, that's just, I, I guess, the way I feel. But but mm-hmm. I, I do really like that, how much he helped the human race kind of evolve. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I know he, he started off with the motor, and they were like, okay, that's a little too quick. So then he just gave them the plow. Mm-hmm. Um, that was funny. And yeah, like you mentioned with the whole the bomb thing, like, him showing a little too much um and i also i'm just kind of remembering this that i saw earlier that um 
So Howard Stark mentioned that he also helped with the bomb, right? Mm-hmm. That's so I'm maybe. curious. Like, I, I'm wondering if they might have worked together at all. That'd be cool. Because even the way that they kind of build and, eat, and now with even Tony Stark, the way he kind of has this, it's holograms for him. Mm-hmm. I think it's hologram. I think it's fastest as holograms also. Kind Maybe of. a little of both. Hmm. Yeah, but I mean that kind of looks very similar. So mm-hmm. I, I, it almost makes me wonder how much they work together. Maybe and then they. That's kind of where Tony got that from his dad, who got it from Fasto. So I, I that'd that's be cool. kind of a cool, hmm. yeah, kind of a little Easter egg, if you will. I don't know if that's Easter egg. You know, me know me. I don't know what's what. Yeah, obviously. Um, yeah, but it's a cool thing, yeah. and, and I think you're right that he does have more of a, a a connection to the human race. At first, when he first said that, I was like, well, I don't think so. I, I don't, it didn't seem like he cared that much. But you're right; he has a husband and a son now, and he wants to see this planet. I think live a lot more um, than Cersei does. Cersei, I think, is just worried about anyone dying. Mm-hmm. He's more worried about the human race specifically. Uh, my next one is Ajak. Okay. I just thought it was a really cool take, the kind of motherly role that she took. It was very, in, excuse me, very interesting. And it made me, because it's, it's tough when, like, the first thing you know of that character is she died. Hmm. And okay. as soon as that happened, I was like, well, wait a second. I remember from the trailer, she's wearing a cowboy hat. She's doing this other stuff. Like, what the hell, <laughs> where is that at? And then... Yeah. Obviously, which we never really talked about. I love the structure of this movie. It can be confusing if you're not paying attention, but I love the flashbacks in time. I, that's yeah. just great. It really sets it apart from other yeah. comic book movies. It's very Watchmen-y. Oh, yeah. Which that's true. It's a great film if you watch the ultimate like three, four-hour version. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I really started to care about her. And by the time we got to the Icarus flashback where he kills her, it's like, God, you're, you suck. Like, <laughs> please don't. <laughs> like, I know what you're going to do, but just knock it off. Yeah. But she's great. That's I've true. always liked her. Yeah. Uh, my next one, I'll go with Gilgamesh. Um, I really liked him. We mentioned before, he kind of has that, uh, that brotherly kind of love for uh for Thena and how he mm-hmm. just kind of looks over to her you kind of mentioned like fatherly too I, th- I think that fits maybe a little bit better where he just really wants to just protect her and make sure that she's doing okay mm-hmm. he's not worried about himself he's just you know he worries about her more um even when he's fighting he was still looking over at her when she was about to look like get attacked he jumped over and jumped in front of it and I just and even his powers he didn't show them a lot but they were very cool like he's mm-hmm. very strong and he's not a show-off with it. Like, he's just, he knows he's strong. He uses it when he needs to. He can control how strong he hits and all that. Mm-hmm. And I, I, every time he used them, I was, I, like, I really enjoyed it. Like, it just, it was very, it wasn't overused. It was used correctly mm-hmm. and at the right amount. So I really liked that. Well, even just some of the subtle things, like when he learns about Ajax and he has that cast iron skillet thing and you, or pan or whatever the hell it is, and you see him, like, break it in half. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not, you know, Cap tearing apart a tree in Age of Ultron. He <laughs> just, you could see it in his hand, and if you're paying attention, you can see it split in two. Yeah. That's awesome. It was cool, yeah. I'm curious how if that was supposed to happen or not. Like, is it, it looked like he was starting to bend it, so, you know, I can see it maybe rolling up, mm-hmm. but I'm wondering if it actually, like, breaking, 
if like the prop just broke and they were just like, actually, that works perfect. Good bit. <laughs> that works. I, I believe. Both. I was just it was just one of the things I noticed. I was curious about. We'll find out in like a year when we do the Easter eggs and uh, fun facts. Bingo, bingo. Maybe by then you'll know which is which is which. <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it. Me too. Uh, my last one I've been talking about her the whole time is Thena. Her yeah. her yeah. arc that story. It's such a cool idea. And immediately makes you go, oh my god, I feel so terrible for her. Just like I, when I first described it, I thought of it as PTSD, but then I read or heard someone suggest it's like dementia, and I loved it mm. even more because, like, if you've ever known someone who's gone through that, it's so uh, soul crushing. Mm. Like the idea you don't, yeah. they don't know who they are, they don't know where they are, yeah. they don't know when they are. And that she has these sort of violent outbursts that she can't control because she thinks she's fighting a deviant on another planet 700 years ago right. and she can't tell the difference. Yeah. That's crazy. And what's also cool, I was listening to a podcast and they were talking to one of the producers and he was like, she doesn't just miraculously get over it by the end of the movie. <laughs> she's not all better now. She, right. like anyone with a situation like that, they just are better at recognizing that's what's happening and coping with it as best they can which is cool yeah yeah no, she, she is she would be my other pick my next pick also and i'm wondering if maybe now that everyone kind of sees that oh she's not crazy or, or or this mad weary isn't really what's going on it's that she's just, just now remembering more I wonder if that helps her then kind of accept it yeah and can, I, may, I don't know, maybe even almost control it more, like let it happen versus fighting it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and that's part, I mean, <clears throat> the idea of Mad Weary is their brains are containing so much memory over the course mm -hmm. of 7,000 years that it starts to fracture and they can't distinguish what is what. What yeah. this suggests is that when Erisham wiped her memory last time, he didn't. And so he's she's remembering what happened on the last mission as well. Right. And so it's more yeah, like yeah, yeah. fourteen thousand years worth of memories. Yeah. And yeah. that's what's doing it. So I don't know. Yeah. It's it's interesting. It is. It it, it was very. It was and it was cool to see. Like, cause yeah, when you first see that, your first time watching, you're thinking, oh yeah, like she's she's just going crazy. Like that's mm -hmm. that's all this is. She doesn't know who's good who's bad when really it's yeah her other memories are coming in where she says you know we're all gonna die it's because because she's done this before and they mm -hmm. do all die as far as she knows mm. so yeah that was very cool to see and just and just the way she and i love her powers yeah bringing out a shield and a sword and this a staff and everything about it. like it was just so cool and so effortless like i i think that's probably where that ballet training comes in yeah where it's just she just the way she moves it just it looks so cool it's very fluid yeah. yeah if she could shoot if she could combine her powers and kingo's like that'd be the coolest <laughs> just be able to shoot so, things sword spears of... and also guns <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah that'd be awesome Fair enough. so yeah there it is our our, our uh, top three in no particular order and uh I think that's it for this episode, right? Yeah, I'd say so. Unless you have any yeah. other bright ideas at the last minute. <laughs> I'll, I'll save those for next time. All right. Can't wait. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, what? So, uh, Justin, what are, what's going to be our next episode? Well, Jeremy, I'm glad you asked that because <laughs> this is the part of the show where I do tell you that. Um, Normally, you have to cut me off because I'm just ending the show. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I, I think the last the last few times I've been pretty good about remembering, but you used to. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're officially into phase three, folks. We're uh, I know crazy sauce. Uh, so obviously, we just did Ant Man. At the beginning mm-hmm. of this month, which means next month, February, or Ruary, however you feel the need to say it. We are breaking into phase three, which is going to take pretty much all year, because there's 11 movies. That's 11 months Ooh. of movies. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. And the first movie is Captain America Civil War. Woot. Somehow, I didn't do this fully <laughs> on purpose. Like I, yes, I did. Well, no. I planned the first one. <laughs> okay, okay. And you hadn't podcasted in like two, three years, so you're a bit rusty. And so I did that too. But like I was excited when I got the first Captain America. I was like, oh, that worked out really well. And then I went, oh, I got the second one too. And I got the third one. Okay. This, this works. Oh, wh- what do you know? Mm-hmm. You get Doctor Strange though. I'm jealous. Love Doctor Strange. Just watched it uh, the other day. Great movie. But yeah, watch uh, Captain America Civil War. It's on Disney+. Plus. In a video store near you. It's great. <laughs> Can't wait Are to there talk video about stores? It. Best Buy. Probably, That's not a video store. <laughs> it used to kind of be. Okay. Sure. <laughs> now it's one right, rack yes, of movies. That... <laughs> bunch of drivers. As Justin said, our next episode <laughs> will be Captain America Civil War. Yeah. Um, so definitely give that a watch. You can mm-hmm. listen to the full episode because we... With those, we we jump into spoilers pretty quick. Um, They've been out for a while, so check Mm -hmm. it out. But until next time, if you want to get a hold of us, you can email us. Uh, We are marvelpod at gmail.com. We are on all the social medias. We are marvelpod. Uh, We have a website, wearemarvelpod.com. That's got links to all that stuff, and it has a link to our TeePublic page. Merch store, yes. You can buy any kind of merchandise you want there. Mm-hmm. Some cool stuff. Yeah. And if you can give us a rating or review wherever you listen, actually, yeah, that'd be, that'd be very helpful. And if you could actually share this episode or any other that you think someone would like, mm-hmm. that is very helpful for us. It gives yeah. us a new listener. Yeah. Um, and we'd really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's uh, all the kind of self promotion pluggy plugs we do. I think so too. All right. Well, until next week. We're at Civil War time. Mm-hmm. These these two hosts will be split. More so yeah. than usual. <laughs> That's right. Uh, thank you guys for listening, and uh, we'll catch you next time. Uh, I've been Jeremy. And I've been Justin. Grab that Icarus, everybody. <laughs> Grab it. <laughs> Bye. Bye.